Good morning. Welcome to Cultural Coffee Time Talks. Right, I'm still struggling with the coffee machine and I've decided Jamie is wrong, as usual, to put the milk in first is a very bad idea because what happens is then all the... When you put the dark coffee in, it all dribbles into a little ribbon and it looks horrible. So I am going to put the coffee in first, but it might help if I put the right plug in the socket. Yes, anyway, good morning. We are looking today at a painting by Johannes Vermeer. It's quite a famous painting, actually. It's known as a girl with a pearl earring, but it has been called many other titles previously. Uh, that's the most recent one. Uh, this painting is oil on canvas and it's not dated, but it's speculated it was painted around 1665. But it is signed. It's signed I.V. Mir. Interesting, eh? Now, today, I'm hoping Jamie's going to join me to perk things up a little bit. But before he comes round, I think I should tell you the dimensions of the work, which is 44.5 times 39 centimetres. That is quite small. Yeah, that definitely falls into our small category. Like the Arnolfini wedding, uh, this painting looks larger than it actually is. Uh, why isn't the bloody machine working? That was me just whacking it. A light hasn't even come on. Damn! I'm going to have to have instant coffee. Oh, Jamie! Oh, oh you've just you come mean? to rescue me at the right time. What's this? Oh, that's in the front of the. Oh, that's the one that broke, isn't that's it? That's the old machine. The old and can you please take it away? Oh, I'll be in trouble with the war department. We meant yeah. to send that back to Amazon because it was under warranty. Well, it's becoming very it. annoying, and this is annoying. I can't even get it to work. The light won't even come on. Was it plugged in? I did plug it in. I turned oh. it on. Are you recording already? Yeah. Oh, what are we doing today? I think the listeners Sorry, are getting very bored. Okay, what are we doing today? We're doing this uh, painting here, the girl with a pearl earring. That is what it is known as. I think I saw the film. Yeah, well, it's not about a film, it's about reality. Well, I did my research, so I thought I watched the film. Can I get my coffee, please? No, I'll try and fix it for you. I think you might need to put the capsule in again. Well, you've done that. I saw right. that. Okay. Anyway, so, um, I saw, was he one of your Dutch guys, isn't he? Um, uh, uh, Vermeer. And uh, the painting had a couple of names. It has right? been known as the port head of a young girl, which is a very unspecific I title. It was a girl with a pearl earring yeah, that looks a bit like tin. That's how it's known now. In fact, this painting has become very famous, partly due to the 1990 book, 1999 book by Tracy Chevalier, uh, Chevalier, which was made into a film, right? Posh name. Um, but even before that, people started to get real, like interested in it again. Oh, yeah. Um, but because Vermeer is used to be very little known, you know, it was in obscurity until the 20th century. Well, when people... I, I remember he wasn't very prolific, was he? No, that's right. He, he didn't do that many paintings. Only about 36 paintings what, in his, his whole entire life. life. Yeah. And he wasn't like a 10 year dash like Van Gogh, did, like a million. No, he was very slow. He, he only produced about two to three paintings a year. He worked very meticulously, very slowly. Totally the opposite of Van Gogh. So Van Gogh was the hare, Vermeer was the snail. 
Don't, yes, we can say that. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah. There's also a Oh, that's great. Amazon. We're having one of those mornings, aren't we? Oh, we no, just... it's, well, it's afternoon, actually. Oh, Amazon shit. are late. I haven't even had my coffee. Oh, don't worry Should about it. Should I answer it? it? No, it didn't no. ring. Uh, the other difference is that Van Gogh used cheap pigments. Sorry, this... I think it might be Van Gogh again. He phoned the other episode, didn't he? No, he can't use the phone because he's only got one ear. He has to... Hello? Hello? <laughs> Oh, sorry, I can't hear you. I've cut my ear off. Hello. Sorry about this, listen. That's how you talk to that Amazon automatic message. <laughs> Pretend you've cut your ear off. Anyway. Going back to the pigment. Moving on back to Vermeer. <laughs> yeah. um, Van, Van Gogh used cheap pigments, didn't he? Because he didn't have much money. He was always no, broke. No, but, 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 he, but he had a, what was it, a patisserie? What? No, it wasn't a word. What was the word? A, a studio. Atelier. A, a, atelier. I thought it was in a... Mm. No, he had, he had a house which he scrounged off the, his brother, basically. The brother paid the rent. Yeah. And he, and he had uh, his studio or atelier. Yeah, yeah. The difference being atelier. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Vermeer is... What was his set up? Um, well, we, we know very little about his life, but we know that he mm. ran two other businesses. He was also an art dealer, okay, like Van yeah. Gogh's brother. Yeah. And he was also an innkeeper, which he inherited, that business Ooh, he inherited. He a boozer. Yeah. And a lot of arses like boozer, but we might come back to that at some point later. Cause, yeah, so he yeah. could have been a bit of a wild bloke, actually, um, which Fuck. doesn't come across... <laughs> Well, he didn't murder or stab anyone like um, Caravaggio did in the Baroque period. Caravaggio? Mm. Yeah, well, I look. That was a type of pasta. Caravaggio, yeah. yeah he's like yeah. a wild man, he was. Mm. Uh, but Vermeer was under the thumb of his mother in law. Because um, he went with his wife. Just like me. <laughs> <laughs> he went to live with his wife. Not really? That, that was. In case you're listening. Let's hope she's not Sorry. Listening. Oh, no. She's only got one here. <laughs> Um, so he and he was forced to become a Catholic, or he was there was pressure put on him to become a Catholic, probably yes. again by his mother in law, who was very wealthy. Okay, yeah, got that. It's, it amazes me for a lot of these podcasts we've done, it quite frequently is a Catholic Protestant thing, isn't it? Yeah, isn't that strange? Well, it's good that you mentioned that because Vermeer spent all his working life in Delft. Which was a town involved in the fight. Nice plates. Ni nice plates. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. Very nice and blue pigment. Cobalt blue. And lots of canals like Bruges. Canals. We're talking about Bruges. Venice being... of the North. Yeah, it's another Venice of the North. And lots of reflective light off the canals. Mm. Hence his mm. light. A bit He's... like where we live. Yeah. The reflective light off the, off the surface of the water. That's correct. And we live in a bath. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> we live by an estuary. Estuary. Yes. Okay. Uh, so he was under the thumb of his mother-in-law, who was a wealthy woman, you see. So she was financially secure, but he was always in and out of debt, bankruptcy, blah de blah. Oh, he wanted her money. Yeah. <laughs> so Delft was a, a town that was where you could make your fortune, but you could mm -hmm. also lose mm -hmm. it all—a make or break sort of a place, full of opportunities, but it could easily go oh, down it's the tubes. So Dutch, isn't it? That well, would suit tulip, you. The tulips thing as well. They yeah. really were a make or break. Well, it's the kind of rise of the modern economy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The Dutch and, were the, had the biggest merchant navy. It was bigger than ours, even though we had the biggest navy. They had the biggest merchant navy. 
And and whereas art, and where art goes, it, they had they developed the idea of the open market. So moving away from um, commissions, so you buy on spec, right? Like a like a stock exchange for artwork. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, she's got the stick. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I'm not performing that badly, am I? No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, I'm hitting myself with a stick. Yeah, okay. Because I didn't. Then I want, have the stick. I didn't want to forget something really important, oh, and that's what I was like trying to make it. my brain into gear. Because yep. I think this is really important. Yeah. Right. Vermeer only produced about 36 paintings that are known in his life. Really? Right? Yeah. We, well, yeah. He's a lazy bastard, wasn't he? <laughs> but he ran. He to, was probably stoned. He not ran. Dutch alike. <laughs> he ran two other businesses, right? Oh. Now let me finish this off. It's a sideline. It's very likely that he had a collector, a private collector whose identity remains unknown, Ooh. that he did most of his works Ooh. for. Now that puts a very different light on his work I, if it's for a private patron rather than the open I market. I bet it was one of those rich Zari Russians. That's yeah, my theory. Or rich Arab. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I mean, that the only way it'd be quiet, wouldn't it? Went over to Russia. Mmm. But, does, but that can make you see why you've got the expensive pigments, which the uh, patron would Very high quality pigments. And the, and the fact that he took so long to create the work means it would add to the expense. And there's yes. a sort of fineness, well, precision, the, the, polish. I mean, the sheer skill set to produce something like that is phenomenal. Some, I mean, it, yeah, it, it some is people think absolutely he used, uh, a so skillful. The light hitting... And the way the colours hit the light, uh, the guy knew what he was doing, and he probably did it upside down. But we'll we'll come back to uh, a, a later camera episode, obscura. Man. We'll just yeah, mention I, a camera I, obscura. I just kind of, I'd love to do an episode later for camera obscuras. Yeah, you, well, we'll do that. Mm. But just to say that it is likely that he used one, and that can explain these highlights of light on the earring and the lips. You know, can you see how the yeah. light is so yeah. specific? And the highlights are so almost um, pointillist. So, and that's a common feature with all his paintings. So that's why a lot of people think he used. So it's, used we, we've got a guy who is very, very skilled, but it may have been a hobby because he didn't produce that many. He had two businesses. Yeah, but his heart and probably wasn't in the other quality pigments. Yeah, his heart probably wasn't in the other businesses as much as it was in this painting because you've got total dedication. Well, I can understand that. You get you get passionate about something, you get sucked in. It's like a vortex of hell. <laughs> yeah. Don't go down and that he rabbit did, hole. <laughs> and he did go. He did have a breakdown. It did lead him to a sort of hell. But we'll talk about that. Uh, well, we'll to me, it looks slightly. Um, Oh, the moaning, moaning... Mona Lisa. Moaning Lisa, yeah. It, oh, well... There's a Dutch version of it, isn't that's it? That's good you brought it up, because this is sometimes nicknamed the Mona Lisa of the North. Well, I only got that because I thought it was a Mona Lisa of Bristol. Have you been doing some research behind no, my back? No, I recall the Banksy. Ah. But, you know, so a lot of people have, you know, appreciate this image. The girl with the pierced eardrum, he called it. I call it the girl with the tin ear. <laughs> well, that is another good point you brought up, Jamie. Jamie's doing well, everyone. I watched the film. Oh, did they bring it's it all up I'm in saying. the film? No, I don't think they did, actually. All but right. I, I pretended I watched the film. I actually watched the trailer. It's only very <laughs> short, and you don't get to know very much about the girl. And very fictionalised. Other than she scrubbed some We don't know who the girl is. Hand. We don't know who she is. Awful trailer. 
look it up. But let's go back to the pearl earring, other than my mind will turn to porridge. Some people think it's polished tin. Well, that's, that's what I heard. And if you look at it carefully, that is very convincing, like a tin convex, you know, little... High-quality pearl, can look like a tinny. They are massive, aren't they? Would you get pearls that massive for jewellery? Well, not around here. <laughs> Although we've got a lot of oysters, we don't get many pearls. <laughs> no. But um, I have, uh, yes, I've, I, I, I remember travelling when I was younger in the Philippines and seeing, oh, right, they were probably slightly distorted, but pearls pretty big. Mm -hmm. Black pearls as well, which is a bit weird. So okay. yeah, I can imagine a pearl can get that big, yeah. Okay, well this is still open to speculation, as is a lot about the Very work. rare, but not as rare if you were in the tropics, and they traded everywhere. That's true. It's very possible, yep. you know, a merchant, I'll sell you all this yep. hay so you can feed your cattle. I'll have a couple of pearls, please, sir. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, okay. that happened. And um, you've got another good, there's another good point coming out of that, which is you, she's exotically dressed, yeah? She's wearing a turban. Uh, it's not traditional Looks Dutch. Looks a bit saucy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, And the red lips. I mean, for that era, that is the best come to bed eyes you've ever seen, isn't it? It is a bit, yeah. Come Ooh. on. And there was, there was an, there's another film made about it, precisely along those lines, that she was Vermeer's model and they had a stormy affair. Oh, well, 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 that happens a lot now. But the truth is, we don't know who the girl is. And we don't know if she's a model, or she could have been one of Vermeer's many children. He had, he had 11 children that survived. Well, all I know, if you see a Dutch girl, you know she's a girl. If you see a French girl, sometimes you ask, is it male or female, just like the Mona Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> so... The definition of a more attractive girl would be a Dutch girl then, wouldn't it? Because they did argue that on the Mona Lisa, didn't they? Some people thought it was a boy as a model. Really? Oh. Yeah, well, they did like their young men, as we were saying, in the Oh, no, let's not go back there. But, <laughs> well, let's, go, let's continue with Holland. <laughs> but, yeah, Dutch girls are thought to be quite plain, aren't they? In their facial features. Not when they've got that on. So you think she's very alluring well, She's drawing, she's like, that's the equivalent of having, I don't know... Going to Rio de Janeiro and one of those dances in front of you now. Okay. Back then, quite a Protestant era, very reserved. That's a bit of filth. You think <laughs> she, yeah, but she's got a reserved look as well. She's got a secretive look. Like she's saying, come on, follow me. But she's also saying, I'm private. You're not going to get too it's close. Teasing. Oh. It's a teasing look. Well, then you could say the same of the Mona Lisa, which is exactly. why yeah. that both paintings are so famous. Because the Mona Lisa draws us in with this intimacy, this mm. smile, but there's also this great mystique surrounding Hence her. the Dutch Mona Lisa. Yeah. And it makes complete sense. And that's why like people that. find it so fascinating, because mm. it's this uh, the two sides of the relationship. Yeah, totally agree. Some people would say this is... Plus, plus, plus don't forget, in, in Holland, well, particularly in Amsterdam, if you can't buy it, it's not worth having. Um, <laughs> so, whilst in Paris, there's, there's restrictions. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> now, but the Mona Lisa is an actual portrait, and then scholars think they know who it is after much speculation. It's an actual portrait but of I a real woman. They took a long time to work it out. Absolutely. Yeah, they couldn't read. Mm. So that's a portrait. But this woman, we don't know who she is. She might not. This might not be a portrait. This, <clears throat> this is a new word. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> right, right, OK. Definition of a portrait. Someone's head... And that's the main part of the image with a bit of shoulder, yeah? What, 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 what is this picture 
No, no, a portrait is a portrayal of a person. Oh, you're getting all posh on me now. But this might not be a real person. This could be, this is a new word for you, Jamie. A trony. A trony? Yeah, a T R O N I E. That sounds like a new website you'd start up. For, I don't know. Right, okay, so. I don't know, trony? Right, you know this word. John. Tired pony, trony. It's a retired horse website. <laughs> Come on, right, you've you, got to do better than the word trony. I think that can't be a real word. It's a lovely uh, word, it's a lovely grandma, word. Grandma, is that a real word? I've never heard it before. Whoa, you're outnumbered now. You're questioning my, my knowledge. Yeah, it's a genre. You know what the word genre is Yes, now. we've done this one before, yeah. yeah. It's a new type of painting that emerges in the Dutch Golden Age in the 17th century, the height of Dutch painting. It's oh. a new genre, a type. But I've never heard of the word. Well, you should have done. Oh, it's sorry. a painting of a type, like you get the publican, the jolly person, you get the um, Ooh, go, good husband, you bit. get the good wife. The, yes, it's yeah. a bit of satire. Do you know Franz Hals, the artist? He's very yes, famous. Yes, yep. Well, he churned out these pictures of types of people. The, the, yeah. the last drop, the man drinking the uh, last like drop of beer. Detailed, you know, well-constructed cartoon, but they were cartoonish in their, the way they were portraying things, weren't they? Yeah. Or like... Well, humorous. Exaggerated camera shots, that sort of thing. Yes, they were yeah. like a snapshot, they were, and they were done very quickly, and you can see all the brush strokes, and he yeah. sold them cheaply. And mm. it's totally the opposite in that way. No, because the work on that... I can't, I'm beginning to understand why it took him so long to paint, because that thing... Yeah, and And also, used... it, I seem to recall... Have we established the size... Well, yeah, I remember you it was out, small, a small. We said it was, yeah, very, it was under half a metre. And to get that amount of detail on a small. Um, and you remember we were talking about Arnold Feeney wedding when it was, we were talking about the glazes, it was built up in layers and you said it was a composting. I, it was a carving out of air, I should have said, rather than the carving into the canvas. And that's interesting. I yes. seem to recall this one, because a lot of the dudes were on wooden panels, weren't they? Yeah, the Arnolfini was on a wooden panel, and that's the Renaissance period. Yeah. Now in the Baroque period, yeah, canvas becomes but, well, more Are we on the, the, the... You know, I like to put my chronological... That's a big word for me, it isn't is. it? It is. bubble. No, you know, period of time. Mm. Um, it's a lot easier, isn't it? Yeah. So, period of time. So we're... Um, we're, we're going that, from the Renaissance. We're going from the Renaissance into a different new period. Yeah, to the Baroque period. Much like when we were looking with Picasso and some of the other artists, it, mm. they're at that changing phase. Yes. Uh, there seems to be a pattern here. You become more famous if you're involved in the change. Yeah. Well, we could come now. That, oh, that's a new subject, isn't it? Yes, you would. I suppose that does make sense. It's well, like well, any it happens, entrepreneur it? or someone who changes the course of history. Or whatever. If you did a graph, I reckon there's a correlation. Mm. Bring a bit of science into it. I think that's a very good point. I think I'm going to make you a little lo a sort of credit card. Like every a loyalty time. card? No, well, maybe not loyalty, but a credit card. And I don't get poked in that. <laughs> but you get a sticker for every, like, clever thing you say. Oh, gold star. And that, yeah, a gold star. And then at the end of it, you get a With sort With my mask on. I'll buy you a new boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, actually, I think I've shot myself. I want a bigger boat. <laughs> right, um, I've still got more things to talk about with this painting. Um, this is very interesting, technically. Yeah. We're talking about the glazes, which give it this feeling of translucency Depth. and the light. Depth as well, doesn't it? Depth? Yeah, but if you have the contrast yes. and the light, it creates the depth. Yes. You're carving out light. Now, in many reproductions, you've still got the black 
background. But what we must remember was that this painting was cleaned and it exposed a deep green background. I read about this because I did do a little bit of research. <laughs> I know it's naughty, but you know, sometimes you like a bit no, of cake, it's not don't naughty, you? You no, like it's... a bit of cake now and again. Um, but I did a yes, and it, it was it wasn't that long ago. It was about early mid nineties, I believe. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, nineteen ninety four, and it really enhanced the painting and gave it more kudos mm. quite quickly because people then appreciated the the quality that was there. Yeah, because the, the green, colors, the dark green, and the sets choice off. of colors is. Mm. It, I bet it'd be amazing if he was colour blind. <laughs> Just got it right. But there are, <laughs> the palette is very limited. If you see. It's only the red well, lips. blocks. You can see blocks. There's definite shapes. You've got the scarfy bit. I hope you've got a picture up, listeners, because yeah. otherwise this is going to be really crap, this bit. And then you've got the second bar of the scarf. You've got literally two shapes there, one shape for the face, and it's only four or five shapes. It's very abstract. That's all what it is. Yeah. Abstract, but made to look... Yeah, photographic when you compare it to the, abstract when you prepare it compare it to the Arnolfini there's a, a lack a huge lack of detail or there's a huge let's say a choice not to have too much detail mm. she hasn't even got any eyelashes mind um, you I just thought I want to lick the back of that postcard and use it as a stamp it does look a little bit like a stamp doesn't it <laughs> yeah it would make a good stamp actually yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it hasn't been made into a stamp in the in in Holland, okay. so with a deep green background, and you think of green as a complementary to red. Mm. I know you're colourblind. Well, I know, but the the, the greens of a higher in my colourblindness, they seem to come forward more, much like reds and yellows. Right. Whilst the cooler colours, as you guys would call them, cooler. My blue's different from your blue, buddy. <laughs> they go backwards, right. so you get this colour perspective, yes. and it, it makes the paintings feel like they have more depth rather than look like they have more depth. I'm afraid you've completely lost me there. Well, I haven't got a clue what you're... I'll tell you what, if they can make glasses, how I see stuff, and gave them to you, then you'd understand. Well, you're not, the, you're not exactly the right person to be talking about art with then, are you? Well, I disagree. It gives me a whole new perspective on things. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to Vermeer. Because I want to know a bit, about, a bit more about this lazy... Good for nothing, probably, you know, impregnating his wife 11 times. 15. 15 times? <laughs> Four of them died. Oh. A lot of, oh you know. Oh, my God. He had, he had good swimmers, didn't he? <laughs> but he's, he wasn't lazy. He, he ran an in... Well, well, no, I'll take that back now. I know. He was an 15. art dealer and he was an innkeeper. Right, lazy artist then. No, he wasn't lazy. In fact, when, when he had a breakdown, that was because... Um, there was an, an economic downturn in Delft and he couldn't find buyers for his paintings that he dealt, you know, dealt in the great, yeah, yeah, not yeah. his own painting. Um, and his innkeeper business was, was failing and he just couldn't make a living. And the shame of it um, made him go slightly, you know, well, um, mad. It, it was a big thing, wasn't it? And it probably was made of too much of a big thing. And lots of cultures have this sort of thing. The, you know, Japan in particular, they have this very, the sense of, you know, shame and, you know... Oh, disgrace, public. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because um, yeah, he would... I agree with it. I love being disgraceful. <laughs> but, so does my sister. Absolutely. Complete disgrace. But he was financially mm -hmm. secure because his mother-in-law and his wife were well-to-do. And so he, it was. So you're right, it wasn't the financial instability, it he was, was more of a more shame. He was, was... A, he was a middle-class punk. I feel really sorry for him, though. Yeah, but he's rebelling against things, is he, a bit? 
I think he's a real idealist. Because you said he was a bit of a, locked it up at the pub and had a scrap. Was he like that? No, that was his father and his grandfather. Oh, his in fact, his grandfather got done for fraud. And um, But then you've got to put it in the context of the times. They were just trying to make a living. It was yeah. very difficult to do. No, I think he's an idealist who had this really visionary new way of painting, which, as you correctly said, was more abstract. Yeah, with the shapes. Uh, and the simple, it's a simple structure that looks incredible. Yeah, and you look at all his paintings. And simplicity is very hard to hey, achieve. Hey, here's a new word for you, Irv. Irv? Yeah, if you look at the whole what? of his Irv. Is that like curve with the C taken off? Well, is that <laughs> how you spell it? Back to the it's bloody like a old curve. Irv? Yeah, that's the body of work of an artist. That's the posh, Ooh, the posh uh, way. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, sorry, sorry, Grandma. Oh, is it French again? Yes, it is. What are good words for this game of French? And or Italian sometimes. But anyway, so you look at the whole of his body of work and you yes. see this. Is it And Mum probably remembers this because she's quite familiar with Vermeer. Is the stillness. The she's not that old. <laughs> That's disgraceful. No. <laughs> You're not that old. <laughs> she had a puzzle of this. Oh, look, here comes the wheels and wheels. If you could just drop it off, buddy. Ooh. Yeah, can you should put it there. Thanks, bye. Um, so, well, that's a bit rude. Yeah, well, that's we the sort of person I am. We've only got three minutes okay. left. Okay, well, sorry, so, in the middle of doing a podcast. If it just, we won't be long. No, we won't be long. So, the stillness, it's like the moment frozen in time. Yeah. And yet, there's a sense of eternity. Now, don't you get that with here? And the same with the Mona Lisa. So she's turning, so that's movement, in time. But it's not like the Franz house with a snapshot. It's not stationary. There's this, no, she, there's movement, but there's this sense of the eternal. Now, to my mind, Vermeer knew exactly what he wanted in his painting, and it was different from what other people were doing at the time. It was very refined mm -hmm. and very individual. And I think he crashed, not only for, for financial reasons, but because his... This concept he had of this ideal art. Well, and probably didn't work a huge out. amount of kids didn't help. Well, I oh, he must have had a headache. Yeah, a very busy household. I mean, kids are like bottles of wine. First one seems like a good idea. If you have two in one night, you've got a bit of a hangover. You imagine the hangover if you've had 12 kids. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I think that's a very good point. But this, just to throw this in, there's a Dutch female artist of this same period, oh, Jude, yeah. Judith Leister, her name is, and she had 16 children. Jesus, 16? Some of them and died. And Protestants. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them died. Um, but she ran her own workshop, right, and made enough income that her husband could assist her. He retired from his profession. He was one of the first home daddies. Yes. And this, wow. And that's the 17th yeah, that's century. Really, that's 17th. Oh, the Dutch have always been looking ahead, haven't They're they? They're very liberal, very yeah, open-minded, in, in democratic. Sort of way, yeah. Um, I do admire the old cloggers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. The old cheese heads. <laughs> I love their cheese. So what are we going to do next time then? Should we do another Dutch? No, 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 no. I, I think we should go to another abstract type painting. Yes. I like the way we kind of, we should try and keep the rhythm of switching. The other thing we need to achieve more regularly is you wet yourself. And we haven't achieved it for two episodes. Well, that's because you haven't made me laugh enough. I know, I'm, I'm losing my shine. You've got to come up with some better gags. I might have to go to the car wash and brush up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and you still haven't made my coffee. Oh, sod that. Machine don't work. Yes, it does. You make my coffee while I do the conclusion. Yeah, right, folks. A very Ooh. famous and fascinating and enigmatic painting. Daddy? Oh, sorry. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Butt out, will you? It's my turn. Yes. Now. I'm and up. it's 
it's this mystery, this enigma that draws people in and has made this painting so very famous. Uh, so it's well worth to see if you can in the flesh, but we're not allowed to travel at the moment. I don't know about you. It's in The Hague in the Mauritius House. I can never say that. Morris House. Moritz House. Moritz House Museum in The Hague. Um, and because Vermeer produced only about 36 paintings um, in his working life, it's well worth looking at these as well. Uh, and just to say he died very young of uh, heart failure. And we think it was due to all these stresses of um, the businesses, bringing up the family, his art dealing business failing, etc. So I personally have a lot of sympathy for the poor guy. Right, hope you've enjoyed this podcast and we will listen, you will, you will listen to us soon. Bye. Say goodbye, Jamie. Uh, toodle, Pip.